Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today our story is about blackness in America. Centuries of black history, from slavery to emancipation, to gains in civil rights, to the Black Lives Matter movement, and the demand for an end to police aggression have brought us to this moment. Trinidad-born photographer Johan Rahman expresses her hope for a better world, countering widely shared perceptions of blackness with her own case study, The Black Florida Project. Listen to our conversation to find out why and how Rahman is taking the time to dignify the character of rural and urban black communities across the state. Today we are on a field trip to see one of the communities that Johan is photographing in her project called Black Florida. Tell me what led you to want to take this on four years ago. I started doing Black Florida as... I wasn't doing a project. I was basically taking care of myself and connecting with communities that reminded me of home. I started going into Liberty City, Little Haiti, Brownsville, because they all reminded me of the place I grew up in Trinidad, the Laventille Hills. So that was the start of it, and friends were noticing the work that I was posting on social media and encouraged me to take it seriously as a project, which I did by the end of 2015. It's Black Florida because my focus is on the black communities of the state. Why I decided to do the entire state, I'm not sure. (laughs) I guess I don't know how to do anything small. The purpose of the project is to reclaim the narrative of what is life in black communities, to focus on the nuances that are often overlooked in the media. What made you choose photography as your way of recording this cultural community? Because photography is my creative outlet. It's my passion. It's what gave me an opportunity to travel when I couldn't travel home. Photography was the tool that I use to capture and reminisce on home. And what has been the response of the communities? Of course, I observed you this morning in Flavas, a local establishment that is definitely a cultural hub. Our communities are absolutely overjoyed at the project and the narrative of blackness in Florida. They've claimed it as their own, which is, for me, the most important thing. 
So to me, it's fully collaborative. I couldn't just walk into any place and photograph in Perrine or Richmond Heights or Palatka or Lack or Jacksonville without someone allowing me to see it through their eyes. So it's their project. It's our project. I loved seeing this morning the relationship that you had with the people at Flavas, and I could tell how much it means to them that you pay them some attention, that your eyes are on them. And that reminds me of a book we were talking about this morning that's had a very big impact on each of us before we met, which is Zora Neale Hurston's writing, Their Eyes Were Watching God. And I love that book. I've been inspired by it for so many years. I want to know about how it has influenced your work. Zora Neale Hurston's work, her, her legacy, her life, beyond her literature has influenced my life, especially this project. I imagine myself walking in her shoes and the places that she's been to and the places that she would have gone to had she had the time to explore more. She's constantly in my head while I'm creating the work that I'm creating. I've spent much time photographing in Eatonville, which is where she lived a large part of her life. So Eatonville is extremely important to the narrative of this project. It's first incorporated black community in America. There was a feature in the Orlando Weekly on Eatonville. The mayor of Eatonville saw the feature and wrote a letter to the editor thanking them for the feature and thanking me for my work and the images portraying the community in such a beautiful, dignified way, contrary to what is sometimes portrayed. Let's talk about the fact that your own legacy is going to be these photographs, the legacy of the communities that you're working with. For me, Zora Neale Hurston, with her novel, that was my way of learning some black history that I didn't know about, the history of black people in Florida. And I appreciated how beautifully she told that story. So I love that she's your muse. She is, absolutely. Her work is gaining the respect and the honors that it deserved while she was alive creating it. It's a pity that she went into obscurity for a while and died penniless. It's very unfortunate. But her legacy looms large over the narrative of Florida and blackness in America. I have a follower on Instagram who lives in Nigeria who sent me a private message expressing how much she enjoys the project and that Zora Neale Hurston comes to mind when she sees the work. If you can connect what I'm doing to Zora Neale Hurston, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. My work is a little bit outside of the arts. It's historical. How are you determining which communities you will document? I've mapped it out. I wanted to follow Florida based on the railroad, the FEC railroad. What created most black communities in Florida was the railroad. Our people came in for work. Yes, slavery is on the northern side, 
of Florida, but you have people who actually came after slavery to work on the railroad, came in to work along the railroad. I'm always interested less in the history of the community than an individual's history within their community, their travels. Even though I pay attention to the historical narrative of a place like Perrine or Richmond Heights, my focus is more on what's your history? What brought you here? What brought your family here? Where did they come from? What was their journey? And what keeps you here? So personal histories are extremely important to this project. This morning, we stopped by the house of God. The air around the house of God is very peaceful and calming. It's very interesting the effect it had on me just standing outside the church. Tell me about your first experience. First time going to House of God, I arrived and parked in front of that empty lot next to the the building, that fenced-in lot. And when I came out, there were a couple flamingos in the lot, but the thing that stood out the most was the sound of the trees in the wind. And and I can hear the church band, the sacred steel band, which is associated with House of God. It's the birthplace of the sound called sacred steel, which is the steel guitar. It's really loud and it drives the entire congregation. It drives the rest of the band. I came out and heard trees and I thought, oh my God, this is so beautiful. So not the image of black communities that is often told. The sounds associated in media with black communities are sirens, gunshots, anything that's aggressive noise. Confrontational sounds. But this is something that you would never hear. These green spaces, these kind of spaces that you try to create in other communities in the suburbs, they exist naturally in black communities. Really beautiful green spaces with noises like that, like where we're sitting right now. We're sitting in a park, but we could be sitting right out on the street in Perrine and still hear this type of ambient nature. That was the first thing I heard when I was approaching the House of God and I started recording it. You hear the sound change from the trees rustling in the wind to the sound of the sacred steel just before entering the church. Rahman has been capturing images to tell what she considers another vital story of blackness. She's building a photographic archive to spotlight the vivid beauty of an annual gathering on Miami's South Beach that's almost universally maligned by locals, Urban Beach Weekend. All the main routes on South Beach are blocked off to traffic. Washington Avenue, Collins Avenue, Ocean Drive. It's pure pedestrian. But Urban Beach Week is 
black spring break almost for you know young people and adults. It's happening for Memorial Day weekend. Usually there's a mass exodus of people from Miami when it happens. I was going to say that most Miamians leave town when this black community comes in and you want to be the game changer in how people might see it. For the past three years, I've photographed it. You hear about arrests, you hear about murders, you hear about all these different things, but you never hear about community and people getting dressed up like in the best bikinis and the hair all done up. People really go all out because, you know, the beach is important to us. Historically, we've been kept away from water. There's always the struggle for water rights, whether it's the swimming pool or the beach. For me to see all this blackness on South Beach and people just completely all done out and having a good time and so much dancing and, you know, tourists come in, they don't know what to expect and I see the tourists out there just hanging out, having a good time. And meanwhile, the locals who are offended by this blackness, they leave. Urban Weekend brings thousands and thousands of people to Miami Beach. Johan has this idea of showing the images that you've been taking of Urban Weekend. It's an LED show of the images traveling through South Beach with the work from South Beach and from some of the other communities. The idea is for recognition, for people to see faces that they know and see themselves. But this is a nice place to capture it, all these other communities coming in to South Beach for this. It's like bringing the mountain to Muhammad. Johan Rahman has found a way to celebrate Black Florida on Memorial Day weekend 2018. Rather than fight the inevitable traffic and street closures on South Beach, she invites Miami residents and visitors to meet her near the shore to experience her photographs on a movie theater-sized screen in an exhibition on the water. As the sun begins to set on Saturday, May 26, images of blackness will be on view for two hours projected onto the 58-foot-long, 46-foot-high screen of a digital media boat cruising along the shore from South Point Park to 30th Street. This is just one example of what Johan Rahman has begun to achieve with her heartfelt photographic archive. She will continue to document and share the fullness of black communities in Florida. Visit freshartinternational.com to learn more and hear other stories about today's art, design, and film. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. It means a lot to know you're listening. With the support of followers like you, we've been sharing these conversations since 2011. Go to freshartinternational.com Click on the red support button to give what you can. The Knight Foundation will double every donation you make. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.